Welcome to FIC Focus, where Bloomberg Intelligence fixed income, credit currency, and commodities strategists and analysts discuss their short and long-term views on debt markets and issuers. Now, here's the Bloomberg Intelligence FIC research team. Welcome to this edition of All Options Considered. I'm Tamvir Sandhu, Chief Global Derivative Strategist for Bloomberg Intelligence, the research arm of Bloomberg. On this episode, we will focus on the UK following the September Bank of England meeting and continued elevated volatility in UK markets. I'm joined by Dan Hansen, Senior UK Economist at Bloomberg Economics. Good to have you on, Dan. Cheers for having me, Tamber. Thank you. So the huge downside surprise to the August inflation data, which we will dissect later, made the September meeting a very close call between no hike or a 25 basis point hike. And the market was essentially pricing it as a coin toss. And the market has found it pretty difficult to call Bank of England decisions, understandably given the Bank of England reaction function is pretty unclear. And that has kept market volatility high particularly in the bond market, which is higher in the UK compared to US and Europe. And we have expected that given UK has the biggest inflation issue in developed markets, that UK bond market volatility will be the last to normalise. So that spread is still pretty wide. Ultimately, we expect it to converge to the US and Europe as there's more confidence on the peak in the UK rate. So Markets and economists are continuing to struggle with the Bank of England and forecasting the economic data. Yeah, it has been a it has been a struggle. Um, but I think you know you, you've summarised it really nicely. It was obviously it was a bit of a surprise. Um, I think the in your right to cite the CPI report as the thing that was a big a big determining factor um, in their decision. I mean, I think if you look back to June. We had a run of upside surprises and they went for 50 basis points. We had this big downside surprise, so perhaps it was sensible to think they wouldn't move. Um, although I think there's probably a little bit more to it than that, um, and it goes beyond the CPI print. And it's I think they're just becoming increasingly worried about the economy. Um, and I think they're, underneath it all, if you look at the minutes, there has been a shift in terms of the spectrum of things they worry about. In terms of you know the trade-off between growth and inflation, I think they are increasingly moving towards growth and away from inflation. And one thing that really stood out to me, at least, was how much they de-emphasised the upside surprise in pay growth, which was the for those looking for a hike, that was the sort of big reason to hike because there was an enormous upside surprise on pay growth. It was right. nearly nearly a percentage point. And they really de-emphasized it, which is a signal not only that the reaction function shifted at this meeting, I think it's also something to look at going forward when the next labor market reports come out. So it's a balance of the Bank of England becoming a forward-looking central bank versus still super focused on the data. So the market reaction following the meeting was quite telling. We saw guilt yields higher on the day and Higher yields on the day, despite the Bank of England being on hold, I think highlighted the lack of conviction on the pause. The vote spread was very tight and the guidance was left unchanged. So the data will continue to determine, you know, whether the peak is indeed in 
the economic data has essentially had pretty wide confidence intervals, right? They're huge. We're currently pricing in the market 10 basis points of high premium uh, for the November meeting and another five in December. So cumulative 15 basis points is priced by the end of the year. For that to really get shaken out of the market, I suspect will require you know the data to confirm the Bank of England is indeed on a pause trajectory. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've I mean we've eaten a lot of humble pie this year <laughs> forecasting UK inflation, um, and indeed the Bank of England. Um, I think that's absolutely right. The way you've characterised it. I mean, it was telling yesterday. Bailey gave an interview, um, and he said that the. CPI data that will be released in November, but it's the October thought for October. So the October CPI print will be a big release. And the reason he's highlighted that is because we've known it for a long time that that is the point at which a lot of energy base effects get shaken out of the, the CPI number. So we're at 6.7% now. We think you could get down below five in that release. So that's going to be a huge leg down and it's going to take them, we think, below 5%. And I think at that point, I think there'll be a lot more confidence that we are at the peak. Now, that that the interesting thing about that is that that drops after the November meeting. So there is a run of data in between um, now and November, right. and then we have that print maybe two weeks after the November meeting. So there, there is certainly some uncertainty, I think, about yeah. the November meeting. Um, that said, our best guess is that if the bank was happy to pause based on the run of data we had between the August and September meetings, I'm not sure there's going to be enough between now and the November meeting to alarm them enough. The hike premium that's currently priced in the market is probably justified given the uncertainty around the data, the uncertainty around the reaction function of the Bank of England is probably valid. but. As you say, you know, the trajectory for the data is going in the right direction in terms of inflation. Growth, you know, is not looking too great. We had the PMI numbers uh, on Friday, which the BOE had to hand. The recession odds have gone up. So probably that high premium will get taken down. I think that, yeah, no, that's, I think that's right. A few things in the minutes that were quite key, I think the they focused on the volatility in services inflation. They de-emphasized, as I said earlier, wage growth. And I think they've sort of are attempting to signal a little bit more tolerance on that side of their, not that they've got any mandate for growth, but sort of that side of the trade-off that they're facing, um, the inflation side. Focus more on growth. As you say, the PMI um, came in weak. They had that to hand. I think that probably tipped the balance for them. Um, but yeah, I think... <laughs> There is a there is still, despite all of that, a huge question if the next CPI print tops forecasts and yeah. comes in hot, people are gonna get worried that they're gonna go again. Yeah. Because it's clear they have been pushed around by the day since since the, that June fifty basis point, it's very clear. But it's a very sensible place to be to think if we get an upside surprise, we could get a hike. You know that that risk exists and as you rightly said that's the way the data bar the, the most recent cpi print that's the way the data's gone this year right and the data stopped them out you know from various positions they've had right through the cycle so they could easily get stopped out from this pause yeah i mean that happened just to say that happened in february like right. if you go back to february 
there's they were close to saying they're done. And exactly. They, and they've been dragged higher all the way to well, August potentially was the last hike. So they've been dragged higher for six months. The risks are real that they have to keep going. So let's dissect the August inflation numbers, which you know were obviously key in determining the move of the Bank of England in September. So that came in significantly below yeah. expectations. On this podcast previously, we've discussed how the core components of CPI below 2% are around only 10%, mm-hmm. getting to the sort of 3 to 4% level seemed fairly reasonable, but back to target, you know, it seems quite difficult given the small number of core components that are in that 2% bracket or under. So what did you see in the August inflation data that concerns you? So I think, I think you're right, big picture hasn't been changed by this print. So point one, the point that you've just made is that getting to three or 4% is the easy bit. It's getting from four to two, if you are, if you are genuinely serious about getting to 2%. I also think it doesn't change the fact that the UK has got, still got the most acute inflation problem in the developed markets. Um, the big thing that caught, I think, everyone's eye, and particularly the Bank of England's eye, was what happened with services inflation. So it was up at 7.4%, which is miles above its long-run average. Its long-run average is about 3.3%. It dropped sharply to 6.8%. Um, and that was obviously important because that's the bit of the basket that is most aligned with what's going on with the in the domestic economy. But what I would say is there were a few volatile components that drove that. Airfares is one, accommodation services is another, um, and package holidays actually was another. So all travel-related um, components of the CPI over the summer. But yeah, I think on the services side, it, it was the thing that caught everybody's attention, but it was there was a lot of volatility in that. It was driven by a lot of categories that tend to be volatile I should say and that's um, that's something that they'll be watching and something that could in the next print create quite a lot of uncertainty about what happens in in November. And that economic volatility is obviously playing out in the market so from the market perspective we've been sort of sniffing out the peak in bond yields and it feels like we're going through a choppy topping process in the gilt market, given mixed data at cycle turn. So, you know, you have this two-way economic uh, volatility in the data, and that's been played out in the bond market. We'll see how that plays out. Although rates volatility has fallen and there's more room for it to fall, I suspect it will be flawed at a higher level, given we are in this higher rates regime. We need more confidence about the peak. And before that, I would expect the market to remain volatile to key economic data releases, you know, given as we've discussed, the market's going to still remain super sensitive to the the data despite the Bank of England pausing. So we expect UK volatility, bond market volatility to remain elevated. But then the focus is going to shift to positioning in size on rate cuts. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think, as I said before, I think for us, Given what happened yesterday, it probably is in, but again, you know, it's very hard to have a high conviction in anything given the way you just described the data flow and how volatile it has been. Um, 
next year is going to be really interesting because trying to pick the point at which they do start cutting is this balance between how much focus they're going to place on what looks like a weakening economy versus the fact that inflation is looking entrenched. It's going to take a long time to get to 2%, if, it, if indeed it ever does get to 2%. So it's going to be a really hard balancing act. And I think the, the really interesting question for central banks broadly, actually, is at what point is it okay to say it's okay, we can, we can start taking off the, off the break, essentially. And that's a really hard one to judge for them, I think, Right, and that, that's kind of the transition that we're seeing at the moment, and that's the main question. We're going from where the central banks are indeed done hiking to how long they're going to stay at the peak, and it doesn't feel like we're out of the woods yet. Ultimately, I think the BOE wants to push this message about how policy rates will remain higher for longer, because they clearly won't want the market to start flattening the money market curve too soon to in turn lose some financial conditions so that seems like the obvious thing that they're going to push through um, whether they do another 25 is probably neither here nor there you know this all points to on net being nimble and tactical in the market and we just need to get more confidence regarding the peak from the economic data uh, before we potentially see people taking greater positions in terms of directionality in the market so thanks for joining us on this episode of All Options Considered. Thank you very much for having me. I always enjoy it. Thanks. And good luck on the next Bank of England meeting. I'm going to need it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.